Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, April 29th. Israel is at the center stage of world events. Israel is the apple of God's eye. It is from Jerusalem, the eternal capital of Israel, that Yeshua will one day rule and reign for 1,000 years. If you want to understand prophetic end-time events and what the God of Israel is doing in these last days, we must keep our eye on Israel. Sign up for Israel on Target. We give you the top news stories coming from Israel each week along with scriptures to pray over Israel. Each week, we also include an Up Periscope special feature article. Each article does a deep dive on topics you won't find in the mainstream media, including big tech censorship, the inside scoop on the coronavirus vaccines, and other hot topics. Stay informed and in the loop. To sign up for Israel on Target, Up Periscope, go to dailyaudiotorah.com and sign up today. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the King James for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Emor, and it means, say. Leviticus 23, 23-44 And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall you have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein, but you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Also on the tenth day of this seventh month there shall be a day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation to you, and you shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And you shall do no work in that same day, for it is a day of atonement to make atonement for you before the Lord your God. For whatsoever soul it be that shall not be afflicted in that same day, he shall be cut off from among his people. And whatsoever soul it be that does any work in that same day, the same soul will I destroy from among his people. You shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statute for ever throughout your generations and all your dwellings. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest, and you shall afflict your souls on the ninth day of the month at evening. From evening unto evening you shall celebrate your Sabbath. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of the seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days unto Yahweh. On the first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein. Seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire unto Yahweh. On the eighth day shall be a holy convocation unto you, and you shall offer an offering made by fire unto Yahweh. It is a solemn assembly, and you shall do no servile work therein. These are the feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, 
to offer an offering made by fire unto Yahweh, a burnt offering, and a meat offering, a sacrifice, and drink offerings, everything upon his day. Beside the Sabbaths of the Lord, and beside your gifts, and beside all your vows, and beside all your freewill offerings which you give unto Yahweh. Also, in the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the fruit of the land, you shall keep a feast unto Yahweh seven days. On the first day shall be a Sabbath, and on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. And you shall take on the first day the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palm trees, and the boughs of thick trees, and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before Yahweh your God for seven days. And you shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall dwell in booths seven days. All that are Israelites born shall dwell in booths. That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am Yahweh your Elohim. And Moses declared to the children of Israel the feasts of the Lord. Judges 9, 22-10, 18 When Abimelech had reigned three years over Israel, then God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the men of Shechem. And the men of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech that the cruelty done to the threescore and ten sons of Jeroboam might come, and their blood be laid upon Abimelech their brother, which slew them, and upon the men of Shechem, which aided him in the killing of his brethren. And the men of Shechem set liars in wait for him in the top of the mountains, and they robbed all that came along that way by them, and it was told Abimelech. And Gael the son of Ebed came with his brethren and went over to Shechem. And the men of Shechem put their confidence in him. And they went out into the fields and gathered their vineyards and trod the grapes and made merry and went into the house of their god and did eat and drink and cursed Abimelech. And Gael the son of Ebed said, Who is Abimelech and who is Shechem that we should serve him? Is not he the son of Jeroboam and Zebul his officer? Serve the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for why should we serve him? And would to God this people were under my hand. Then would I remove Abimelech. And he said to Abimelech, Increase your army and come out. Then Zebul, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gael, the son of Ebed. His anger was kindled, and he sent messengers to Abimelech privily, saying, Behold, Gael, the son of Ebed, and his brethren, be come to Shechem, and behold, they fortify the city against you. Now therefore, up by night, you and the people that is with you, and lie in wait in the field. And it shall be that in the morning, as soon as the sun is up, you shall rise early and set upon the city. And behold, when he and the people that is with him come out against you, then may you do to them as you shall find occasion. And Abimelech rose up, and all the people that were with him by night and they laid wait against Shechem in four companies. And Gael the son of Ebed went out and stood in the entering of the gate of the city, and Abimelech rose up, and the people that were with him from lying in wait. 
And when Gael saw the people, he said to Zebul, Behold, there come people down from the top of the mountain. And Zebul said to him, You see the shadow of the mountains as if they were men. And Gael spoke again and said, See there come people down by the middle of the land, and another company come along by the plain of Meonium. Then said Zebul unto him, Where is now your mouth, wherewith you said, Who is Abimelech, that we should serve him? And is this not this the people that you have despised? Go out, and I pray, and fight with them. And Gael went out before the men of Shechem, and fought with Abimelech. And Abimelech chased him, and he fled before him, and many were overthrown and wounded even unto the entering of the gate. And Abimelech dwelt at Aramah, and Zebul thrust out Gael and his brethren, that they should not dwell in Shechem. And it came to pass on the morrow that the people went out into the field, and they told Abimelech. And he took the people and divided them into three companies, and laid wait in the field, and looked. And behold, the people were come forth out of the city. And he rose up against them and smote them. And Abimelech and the company that was with him rushed forward and stood in the entering of the gate of the city. And the two other companies ran upon all the people that were in the fields and slew them. And Abimelech fought against the city all that day. And he took the city and slew the people that was therein and beat down the city and sowed it with salt. And when all the men of the tower of Shechem heard that, they entered into a hold of the house of the god of Berith. And it was told Abimelech that all the men of the tower of Shechem were gathered together. Abimelech gat him up to Mount Zalman, he and all the people that were with him. And Abimelech took an axe in his hand and cut down a bough from the trees and took it and laid it on his shoulder, and said to the people that were with him, What have you seen me do? Make haste and do as I have done. And all the people likewise cut down every man his bow, and followed Abimelech, and put them to the hold, and set the hold on fire upon them, so that all the men of the tower of Shechem died also, about a thousand men and women. Then went Abimelech to Thebes, and encamped against Thebes, and took it. But there was a strong tower within the city, and thither fled all the men and women, and all they of the city, and shut it to them, and gat them up to the top of the tower. And Abimelech came to the tower, and fought against it, and went hard to the door of the tower to burn it with fire. And a certain woman cast a piece of a millstone upon Abimelech's head, and all to break his skull. Then he called hastily to the young man, his armor-bearer, and said to him, Draw your sword and slay me, that men say not of me, a woman slew him. And his young man thrust him through, and he died. And when the men of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, they departed every man to his place. Thus God rendered the wickedness of Abimelech, which he did unto his father in slaying his seventy brethren. And all the evil of the men of Shechem did God render upon their heads, and upon them came the curse of Jotham, the son of Jeroboam. And after Abimelech there arose to defend Israel Tola, the son of Puah, the son of Dodo, a man of Issachar. And he dwelt in Shamir in Mount Ephraim. And he judged Israel twenty-three years, and died, and was buried in Shamir. And after him arose Jer, 
a Gileadite, and judged Israel twenty-two years. And he had thirty sons that rode on thirty donkeys, and they had thirty cities, which are called Havoth-Jair unto this day, which are in the land of Gilead. And Jair died, and was buried in Canaan. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and served Balaam and Ashtaroth, and the gods of Syria, and the gods of Zidon, and the gods of Moab, and the gods of the children of Ammon, and the gods of the Philistines, and forsook the Lord, and served not him. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he sold them into the hands of the Philistines, and into the hands of the children of Ammon. And that year they vexed and oppressed the children of Israel eighteen years. All the children of Israel that were on the other side, Jordan, and the land of the Amorites, which is in Gilead. Moreover, the children of Ammon passed over Jordan to fight also against Judah, and against Benjamin, and against the house of Ephraim, so that Israel was sore distressed. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, saying, We have sinned against you, both because we have forsaken our God and also served Balaam. And the Lord said to the children of Israel, Did not I deliver you from the Egyptians, and from the Amorites, and from the children of Ammon, and from the Philistines? The Zidonians also, and the Amalekites, and the Maonites did oppress you, and you cried to me, and I delivered you out of their hand. Yet you have forsaken me, and served other gods, wherefore I will deliver you no more. Go and cry unto the gods which you have chosen. Let them deliver you in the time of your tribulation. And the children of Israel said to the Lord, We have sinned. Do unto us whatsoever seems good to you. Deliver us only, we pray, this day. And they put away the strange gods from among them, and served the Lord. And his soul was grieved for the misery of Israel. Then the children of Ammon were gathered together and encamped in Gilead. And the children of Israel assembled themselves together and encamped in Mizpah. And the people and princes of Gilead said one to another, What man is he that will begin to fight against the children of Ammon? He shall be head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. Luke 24, 13-53 And behold, two of them that same day went to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Yeshua himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holden that they should not know him. And he said to them, What manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? And the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered, saying, Are you only a stranger in Jerusalem and have not known the things which have come to pass there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Yeshua of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and the rulers delivered him to be condemned to death, and have crucified him. But we trusted 
that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yes, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre, and found it even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things, and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew near to the village where they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose up the same hour, and returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven gathered together, and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and has appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way, and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. And as they thus spoke, Yeshua himself stood in the midst of them, and said unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold, my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit has not flesh and bones as you see me have. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said to them, Have you here any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and of a honeycomb, and he took it and did eat before them. And he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the Torah of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoved Yeshua to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, 
he was parted from them and carried up into heaven, and they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Psalm 101-5 Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know you that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, and his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Proverbs 14, 11, and 12 The house of the wicked shall be overthrown, but the tabernacle of the upright shall flourish. There is a way which seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. I want to speak to you today from Judges chapter 10, and then we're going to jump into Luke 24. And in Judges chapter 10, we see a succession of different judges. We saw the wickedness of Abimelech, that he had killed 70 of his brothers so that he could be the top kingpin. And then, of course, everything that he sowed, he reaped. And he ended up dying by the hand of a woman. So we see some other judges that are raised up, Tola and Jair. And the verse that really spoke to my heart, verse 16 in Judges chapter 10. But let's start with verse 15. And the children of Israel said unto the Lord, We have sinned. Do unto us whatever seems good to you. Deliver us only, we pray this day. And they put away the strange gods from among them and served the Lord. And his soul was grieved for the misery of Israel. So now I want to make it really practical and down to earth, nuts and bolts. For those of you who are parents, and maybe you have teenagers or young adults in their 20s or perhaps your children are a little older in their 30s. When you see your children wander from the faith and go off to do their own thing and basically the tractor beam of the world has gripped them and they've kind of turned their back unto the Lord and then you see they start to go through misery Maybe they have become addicted to drugs. Maybe they're in a horrible marriage and they're truly suffering in that marriage. Maybe they're in financial reversal. Whatever it might be. Um, When you see your children suffering, it really brings grief to a parent's heart when they see one of their children going through great misery. And yet, when a child goes through misery, it's never wasted. Or when a people go through misery, 
as a people and as a nation. It's not for nothing. There's a purpose in it. God allows us to go through suffering because he wants to bring us to repentance. And I can see this happening in the life of one of my children. Um, One of my adult children is going through a lot of misery and suffering right now. And it grieves my heart when I saw some of the things that she's going through and what had happened to her. I laid on my bed and I cried for two hours because of her pain and her misery and her suffering. But I also see that God is drawing her. God is drawing her back to himself. And she's coming to him utterly broken. And the the scriptures say that the Lord is near to those who are brokenhearted and crushed in spirit. And so when we pray for our children, especially those that are prodigals, that are away from the Lord, and we ask the Lord to orchestrate circumstances so that they will return to him, it may take a while, it may take years, but he will work. He will order their steps and he will work circumstances in their life to bring them to that place of real brokenness and repentance so that when they do turn to him, it's something that's going to stick. It's something that's going to last and remain. It's not just a cheap, simple prayer, but truly they've come to the end of themselves. But that verse really resonated with me because as a parent, My heart is grieved when I see one of my children suffering and in misery. And so it's the same way with the Lord. When he looks upon his people and he sees them in misery and suffering, it grieves his heart. And yet he waits. He waits patiently for us to return to him. Now let's jump into Luke, chapter 24. And in this part of the chapter, on the road to Emmaus, we have a couple of disciples who are walking, and then all of a sudden, Yeshua appears, and he's walking with them. And they don't recognize him. And as he's walking with them, verse 27 and 28, Yeshua Well, let's start with verse 26. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew near to the village where they went, and he made as though he would have gone further, no further. Would you like to have been a fly on the wall and heard that conversation? So basically, what this is telling us, this is a huge, huge, huge principle. That, first of all, their minds were closed. They were not open. They had been not, it's like their minds had been sealed. And they didn't understand the scriptures, the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament the scriptures concerning himself. But if we have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to seek, we will see Yeshua all over the Old Testament, 
the Hebrew Scriptures. He's there in Genesis. He's there in Exodus. He's there in Deuteronomy. He's there throughout the Psalms. He's there in Isaiah and in Ezekiel and throughout all of the Old Testament. We just have to have eyes to see. So, um, the Torah was given to the children of Israel at Mount Sinai. Moses was the messenger, but Yeshua is the one who gave the Torah to Moses at Mount Sinai. Let's jump on down to verse 30. And it came to pass, as he, Yeshua, sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him. And then he vanished out of their sight. Verse 32. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? So I pray that today the scriptures would be opened up more and more to each and every one of us, that we would see that it's all about Yeshua, that he is front and center, that he's in the very Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the Olive Tov is right smack dab in the middle of that verse, and the Olive Tov is Yeshua. He is the Aleph and the Tav, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's there. May Father God open up our mind and our spirit to see Yeshua throughout the scriptures, not just in the New Testament, but from Genesis to Revelation. Going on to verse 44. And he said to them, Yeshua, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the Torah of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. Father, would you do that for us? Would you open up our understanding that we might understand the scriptures in a deeper, fuller way? May they be unsealed. May they be unveiled. May they be revealed. May your Holy Spirit be our guide and our teacher and our counselor. And may you open up the scriptures to us as never before in a profound and a deep way that we would see Yeshua, the Lamb of God, the daily Tamid lamb offering, the Lion of Judah, who will one day return as the Lion, not as the Lamb. How we love you today, Yeshua. We bless you and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, amen. Vish Mareka Yaya Adonai Anavilaka Vikuneka Yisa Adonai Anav Ileka 
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>